0: month or so maybe three weeks the lord is calling us to a higher level to step to a new level in him because there are things that god wants to do within this church body that that we know has been prophesied about we know has been promised but god is wanting to take us to the next level and sister juan it's happening and it's going to happen quickly but there's things that we have to do There's things that we have to do to make it happen in God. And God is calling us to these things today. The things that have been preached and taught, God is calling us to those places in Him so that we can experience the glory of God the way He wants us to experience it. There's so much more than what we have seen That God desires to do, and He's calling us to a to a deeper level and a higher level in Him, not in the same place we've always been, but to a new place. Every place He calls us to is going to be closer to Him, not farther away from Him, but closer to Him. Amen. Amen. I'd like for you to stand. The reading of the Word today, the Book of Joshua. Chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. God is preparing this church body and us individually. And I also believe that he's doing his, what he desires to do to prepare the church, the body, throughout the world for this great and mighty move of the spirit and harvest that he wants to give to every church of truth stands upon truth and i believe he's going to give revival to those that don't know all of truth i believe he's going to give a harvest of truth revelation of truth i believe god is calling we're in not the last days we're in the last hours and god is going to reveal some things to churches that might not be there in full truth and guess what we're still striving for more truth from god's word we we haven't fully attained, we're still searching and seeking God. Thank God for the apostolic foundation and basis that we can build upon, but we've got more to learn from the Lord. Amen, amen. In the book of Joshua, chapter 7, verse 7 through 8, and Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us? into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we have been content and dwelled on the other side, Jordan. O oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? O oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? I want to preach to you on this subject today not God's intention, not intention. God's intention. If you could lay your Bibles down again, let's just lift our hands and, and open up to the Lord. Get a focus upon him right now because he's wanting to speak to all of us through his word. God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your promises. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, God, for what is ahead of us. There is a climbing to a new level in you. Lord, we know that you got instructions for us so that we can go to that next level and to that deeper depth in you. I thank you, God, for it. I praise you, God, for it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here in such a powerful way. There's a beautiful presence of the Lord that is here in this house. God has some great intentions for this church. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. In Jesus' name, I do want to say we had a wonderful uh, service on Friday night, and those that gathered here, we had a couple of churches that joined us, and the preaching of the word through the uh, uh, national uh, Youth Congress, and uh, what a beautiful messages that we heard, beautiful worship. We worshiped together. Uh, people were praying at the altar time. Our youth were gathered around together, praying together, and, and speaking in tongues and letting God do a great work. We need that. We need to continue in that, and we need one another. Amen. Young people, you need one another. You need one another. Thank the Lord for that. Not God's intention. It's not God's intention for us to run from the enemy. It is not God's intention for us to cower down and, and put our head in the sand and just accept it as it is that the enemy chases us down and destroys some and we back and we back away from the enemy and turn away and run away. That's not God's intention. But God's intention is for us to thrive God's intention is for us to have a mighty move of the Spirit of God. Amen. In the book of Joshua, it says that there was a point uh, in the scriptures, Joshua chapter 7, verse 1, but the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. We are in an hour where we need to be honest with ourselves. We are in an hour, not just us individually, we need to be honest with ourselves before God and we also need to be honest with ourselves as a church body, landmark and we also need to be honest with God about the kingdom of the Lord and the church of, and the body of Christ around the world. We've got to understand that there, God is calling his church, not just landmark, but yes, landmark, but he's also calling the whole body of Christ to a greater and mighty harvest than what we've already seen a lot of times we're thinking, God, why, how come you don't answer this prayer? We pray for someone to be healed. Why aren't they healed? Why don't we see these things, this and that? And I, I know we all have that question, but I know that God is wanting us to understand some things for us to go to the higher level as a church body around the world and as a church body in Bethalto, Illinois, and as us individually in our own homes, it's important for us to be open and honest with God and put some things in order so that God can move the way he wants to move. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. But there was a problem. There was a struggle with Israel. And uh, it goes on. And of course, Joshua sent men to Jericho. They had just entered in to the promised land. They had conquered Jericho. Great victory there at Jericho. But yet There was other battles to be fought, and there were other battles to be won. They were coming up against Ai, another uh, army that was not necessarily a a, a big army. And uh, so Joshua told men to go to Jericho, or, or sent men from Jericho to Ai, and he told them, I want you to go up and view the country of Ai. I want you to go and look at this army that we're going to be dealing with. We've got to fight them. And I want you to go and, and, and see what's ahead of us so that we can evaluate it. And he said unto uh, Joshua, said, and they returned. Let me say this. The people returned to Joshua and they said unto him, let not all the people go up, but let about two or 3,000 men go up and smite Ai. They even said to Joshua, you know, not everybody has to put themselves out over this. We've got this. Uh, he goes on and says, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but a few. And so they sent about 3,000 of their army to go and fight. But what happened in verse 4, it says they sent 3,000 to fight against this small group of Ai, but what happened in this 3,000, they fled before the men of Ai, scared. They ran from them, from the enemy, and the men of Ai smote them, about 30 and 6 men, and they chased them from before the gate, even unto Sherebim, and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. But then it it very burdened Joshua. He was trying to figure out why we're in this position, why we're in this place. And we thought we were going to take this army very handily, very easy, but yet we are put in this place where they are overcoming us and we're running, we're fleeing. Israel is fleeing from the enemy. This was not God's intention for his people. His intention was not for them to run from the enemy, but for the enemy to run from them, for the enemy to be fearful of the people of God. So Joshua, it was breaking his heart. He was he was heavy burdened and Joshua, Bible says in verse 6, rent his clothes and fell down to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the eventide. He was crying out to God and he put, and the elders of Israel also with him, but they put dust upon their heads trying to figure out why we lost this battle. God gave us the promise. He sent us across the Jordan River. We overcame a great battle in Jericho, and now we come up against a small army, and Israel is running, scared away from the enemy. That, is, that can't be the intention of the Lord. A lot of questions came up in Joshua's heart, in his mind, as he rent his clothes, and the elders did also, and put dust upon their heads in remorse uh, trying to figure this thing out. And Joshua said these words to the Lord, Alas, O Lord, God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites? to destroy us? Question mark. Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan? O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turn, turneth their backs before their enemies? He was asking God to give us the answer. We we should have stayed on the other side of Jordan and just been content instead of coming into this promise that you've given to us if all you're gonna do is bring us here and destroy us. So we asked God and God began to speak and God gave him a straightforward answer. Let me put it this way. When you ask God for an answer, he's gonna give you a straightforward answer. You better be prepared to receive it. God is ready to give a word and instruction and direction because they were wanting to proclaim the promised land was theirs because God had given it to them. But God began to speak to Joshua. And it says in Joshua chapter 7, verse 10 through 13, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou thus upon thy face? "'Israel hath sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant, "'which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing, "'and have also stolen and dissembled also, "'and they have put it even among their own stuff. "'Therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, "'but turned their backs before their enemies, because they were accursed.' Neither will I be with you anymore except ye destroy the accursed from among you. Up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until ye take away the cursed thing from among you. You see, we're desiring to go to the next level. We're desiring to go deeper. I am, and God has stirred something within my heart and soul that I'm not satisfied, and I believe it's in the body of Christ here at Landmark also. We're not satisfied with just staying where we're at. We're not satisfied with just having a little blessing every now and then, but we need God in a deeper level than we've ever been before. But yet, Before we can ever get to that place of going to a higher level in God and to a deeper depth in God, we've got to hear the voice of God speaking to us and hear what he has to say. We've got to deal with the things that are holding us back, that are walls and barriers and obstacles that are holding us back. We need to be honest with God. We need to be honest with the things of God. And in this case, it was a hidden sin of Achan. Joshua chapter 7, verse 19 through 21. And Joshua said unto Achan, my son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel and make confession unto him and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord of Israel and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils, he began to open up and said, when I saw among the spoils of goodly Babylonish garment and the 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them and took them and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it." He began to open up. He began to be honest before Joshua and before God and began to speak about the sin that he had committed. But the thing about it, it was a a sin of disobedience to the things of God. But here's the important part of this. He took that sin and he hid it, not just anywhere. He took it and he hid it down in the midst of his home, in his tent, and he buried it in the earth where nobody could find it, and he dug it deep there where nobody would know, and nobody knew but God and him. You see, it looks to me when I read this scripture that the very thing that is battling the church around the world today, for us to not see the revival in our world, we're hearing revivals, great moves of God around our world, people receiving the Holy Ghost, people being baptized in the name of Jesus. And we're, seeing, we're hearing of miracles, but it's just a touch. Uh, just a taste of the very things God wants to pour out upon this world and also upon the city of Bethalda and surrounding areas. It is just a taste of what God really wants to do. But God is calling the church as a whole around the world to go to a higher level because there's more revival that he wants to bring. There's more harvest that he wants to bring. There is more victory and more answered prayer that he wants to bring. But we've got to be honest with God. I believe that one of the things that is hindering the church around the world as a a body of Christ and is hindering the greatest move of God of all time is our flesh. I believe it's the flesh I believe that that the church has taken things of the flesh and of the world and the things of the world and has hid them in their own homes. And it's a hidden sin. But in order for us to go to the level that God wants us to go to, we've got to be honest with God and we've got to open up before God and we've got to dig it up and we've got to get it out of the midst of our lives and out of our homes and out of our soul. It's the power of the flesh has got to be brought under subjection. I believe that's the great, some of the greatest things is holding the church and the body of Christ around the world into having the greatest move of God that we've ever seen. We haven't seen anything yet. We've seen a lot of things in this church, but we haven't seen anything yet compared to what God has prepared for this church as we go to the next level. But in order for us to go to the next level, we gotta deal with this thing called flesh in the fleshly hidden sins. You see, the Lord's church around the world is not fulfilling their full potential. Landmark is not fulfilling its full potential as God has designed it. It, it, it all has to do with the hidden sin it has stopped the flow it has at times yeah we feel the touch we feel the blessing splash over we feel the experience we we see a little bit here a miracle here a healing here and thank god for it uh, But there is so much more God wants to do within the body of Christ. But yet I cannot speak for the world's church, the world, and the and the church of the body of Christ around the world. But I can speak about landmark, and I can speak about my home, and I can speak about my personal life in God. Amen. It all has to do with sin, a, a hidden sin. Fleeing the enemy and not defeating the enemy wasn't God's, uh, uh, that's what God wants us to do is to overcome the enemy. But fleeing the enemy and not defeating the enemy is what happens when we have hidden sin and are not able to deal with the flesh and get it under subjection. Not seeing the chains of bondage fall off of souls and hearts. Amen. As often as God desires, it's because of the flesh. The flesh has got control of a lot of people that love God and that are trying to get closer to God, but it keeps hindering. It keeps holding back. Not seeing the prison cells of the soul open up and the freedom for the harvest. Amen. It's the flesh that is holding the the, the mighty flow of the Lord back and it held back Israel and overcoming their enemy they turned and ran from the enemy that is not God's intention at all God doesn't intend for the church of landmark to back up from the enemy he intends for us to go forward not in our own power but in the power of the spirit of God and in order for us to go in the power of the spirit of God we've got to get the flesh under control we got to get it in a place where it is in control. It is put in subjection to the Spirit. Amen. Amen. I want to see prison cells opened. I want to see the, 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 the bruised healed. I want to see those that are full of sin delivered. Amen. Amen but yet in our in our world in in the indoctrination of the world it's trying to creep in and affect the church it's trying to affect the flesh of the church holiness is just as important as other doctrines in the word of god you know why because it puts the flesh in under control amen we need to walk in holiness not not just in in our prayer time, not just in our worship time, amen, holiness unto the Lord, but how we walk, how we talk, how we dress, how we live, because it's going to affect our flesh. It's gonna affect the way we live for God. It's gonna affect our prayer life. It's gonna affect our worship before God. It's gonna affect everything about us. Holiness is just as important we need holiness on the outside, but we, it starts on the inside. we got to get holiness on the inside, and it's going to affect everything about us, everything around us. It's going to affect everything about our life. It's going to affect how we worship God. It's going to affect how we serve God. It's going to affect how we affect others in this world. It's going to affect how the Spirit moves in our life. Amen. If I advertise in an ungodly way, I'm going to get what I advertise for. Amen. I'm gonna get what I you know, the, the billboards when you drive down the highway. You know, there's there's billboards that they, they advertise for so many things. You know what they advertise for? They're trying to get what they advertise, they're trying to get your attention. <laughs> but you know, when I advertise the spirit and glory of God, I'm gonna get what I need in the spirit and power and glory of God. God is calling us to a new level. God wants more revival. God wants more supernatural manifestations of his spirit in his church. God wants to perform more miracles here in this house and around the world. God wants his church to be led by the spirit. It's a power of putting the flesh under subjection and not just living with it. Amen. It's not God's desire for his church to be so excited with just a few crumbs Amen. Now and then we find a victory. We find a, a moving of the Spirit of God, but it's not God's intention for us to just sati- be satisfied with the crumbs. He wants us to have the full meal. He wants us to have everything that this Word says in it. Amen. He wants us to walk as apostles and disciples of the Lord. He wants us to walk in the ways of His Spirit. He wants us to see the miracles. He even said to the to the disciples, to the church he said greater things than these shall you do everything that Jesus did he said you're going to do greater things where is that greater thing it's going to come through us getting the flesh under subjection it's all ready to go it's all ready to be poured out it's all ready to flourish God doesn't want us to just be satisfied with I'm not satisfied with crumbs I'm not satisfied just coming to church and yeah, we feel God, thank God for the moving of the Spirit, but there's so much more. We've got to see God move in the ways that he wants to move. There's so much more. But it's a matter of God is calling. I feel this in the Holy Ghost so strong. God is calling us to not be satisfied with crumbs, but to be satisfied with the full workings of the promises of God. Amen. He doesn't want his church to just survive, but he wants his church to thrive. He wants the people of God to lay hands upon the sick and they recover. He wants the people of God to reach out to souls and, and set the captive free. Amen. Those that are bruised. I believe that those that are bruised could be many, but I also believe it's those in that jar right there. Those that are bruised, be healed. Amen. God's calling us. He's calling us to a higher level. He's calling us to a greater place and deeper levels in him. He wants this church not just to, to survive. He wants us to thrive. He wants this, this church to continue every day in the flow of his glory and the miraculous. But what God's saying is we've got to get some things straight first. I believe that every message for the last several weeks, God has been speaking Prepare for, prepare for, prepare for the great move of the Spirit. God's not finished. He's got so much more, but we're stepping to the next level and we're not satisfied until we get there. And you know what? When we get there, I'm not trying to put it too far in front of us, but when we get there, we're not gonna be satisfied there. We're gonna wanna go a higher level in the Lord. It's just a driving force with a child of God, amen. The whole purpose of God's plan for his church in Luke 4, 17 and 19 was what his example was when he came to this earth and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he had opened the book, he found the place where he, it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to, the, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind." to set at liberty them are bruised, to preach, to, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and he sat down. That's what the Lord came to this earth for, but he came as an example to us also. He's wanting us to follow in his footsteps and greater things than these shall ye do. Souls are out there ready. It's wide unto harvest. They're ready for them to come into the house of God and be delivered and set free. But it's a matter of us getting our flesh that's holding things back in order. This is God's example to us and through us. What did he say? He said, "You you are the Christ of the earth. You are, you are that light, not to be put under a bushel, set on, a, on, a, on a, a candlestick and put up high where everybody could see it, amen. If they see the flesh, you're not gonna see God. If they see the flesh and the works of the flesh, they're not gonna see God. The results that God wants for his church to follow is for us to follow in his footsteps, amen. We can speak to those that are bruised. We can pray for those that are hurting. We can speak the word of deliverance to those that are bound and in prison. And God is calling us. That is his intention. His intention is not for us to run from the enemy, scared, but for us to go and reach and love and serve and minister. I don't want to go where flesh is satisfied. I want to go and be where the spirit is satisfied in my life. But flesh wants us to go where the flesh is satisfied. But when the spirit is satisfied, it's going to be in the presence of the Lord. It's going to be in a place where we've dedicated our lives to him. Amen. Matthew eleven two two through six. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art not thou he that should come? Talking about John the Baptist, he he was asking, art thou he that should come or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said unto them, go and show John again those things which he do hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. It's happening, he said. Let him know it's happening just as it was supposed to happen. It's coming through the Lord. But when he left this earth, he left that responsibility on us. It's our responsibility now. But it's not going to happen if we're so engulfed in our flesh and the flesh is controlling everything that we do, everything we think, everything we say, everything we, every every place we go, whatever. It's not going to have the power that it needs to have. It's not going. You know, there's nothing wrong with the power of God, but He's not going to step through those barriers of flesh if we want that flesh to be there, strong in our lives, and leading us to a hidden sin. Then He's going to, He's going to go another place, another avenue for it to happen. I tell you what God's intention is. We've read this many times, but we'll read it again. Acts two and forty. Acts 2 and 40 through 47, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. You know what that says to me? He was saying to the disciples, save yourselves from the flesh. There's going to be a, from this untoward generation, it's going to affect your flesh. you got to get control of this. And what's going to happen, there's going to be a continual flow, verse 14 or 41 Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. What a revival! He said to them, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. You got to get some things in order here. Stop letting the flesh control you, and you're going to be able to do great and marvelous things. And then, of course, they received, they gladly received his word and were baptized. And the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. It doesn't stop there. Verse 42 And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Don't lose truth. And fellowship, don't lose fellowship. We need one another, amen. And in breaking of bread, we need to break bread with one another and break bread with the Lord, amen. And in prayers, don't quit praying. We need prayer in our lives. We need the power of God's spirit moving in us, amen. Verse 43, and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily. Everybody say daily. daily. Daily, such as should be saved, he added daily. That is God's intention for his church not just landmark, but around the world, the world, the kingdom of God around this earth. God is calling us to a continual revival. When you come into the house of God, There are people praying through to the Holy Ghost. The waters of baptism are not left being stagnant. They're being stirred by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Whereas those that are bound by the flesh and sin are set free. To those that are bruised, they find liberty. To those that have... That, that are bound and, and chains, the chains are falling off. But God is calling to the church. We have such an important part of this revival and this end time hour for a mighty wave of God, amen, to move so that the Lord can add to the church daily such as should be saved. There is a harvest out there that God wants to bring into the church of the living God. Amen. He wants a continual flow of the spirit. And then these scriptures here, I want you to notice something. In these scriptures here, these were new converts. All of them were new converts. Those in the upper room were new converts. Those that heard the message of Peter, new converts. 120 in the upper room, new converts. Peter was a new convert. He was a new convert to the power of the Holy Ghost outpouring. Amen. These people that heard the word, they were new converts. They gladly received the word, and when they received it, it was something fresh, it was something alive, it was something of excitement. It was a focus totally on God and not the flesh when the power of God came upon them. You know how it is when we were new converts? It was a hunger and a thirsting for God and he moved in such a mighty way. The flesh didn't have control, but the spirit had control. And what God is calling us as a body of Christ, be refreshed in your new convert feeling. Be refreshed in that place where the flesh is put down and the spirit is raised up so we can walk in the spirit. And they were focused on God and they were excited and they were alive and they were fresh. We got to keep that excitement of living for God in our lives. Otherwise, the flesh will take over and try to keep us from doing what we need to do. And we get it and we hide it and we bury it in the midst of our lives, in our homes, and it becomes a hindrance to us as individuals, as families, as a church body. The families of this church are so very important. Amen. Individuals are very important. But Joshua 7:13 says, Up, sanctify the people, and say, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, there is an accursed thing in the midst of thee, O Israel, Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the cursed thing from among you. It's the hidden sin. It's the hidden sin that's holding God's church body back. It's the hidden sin that has allowed the church to become weakened And the church as a as a whole around the world to not see the revival that we need to see, but it comes. I can't speak for other churches I said earlier, but I could speak for myself, and you could speak for yourself that we can get this thing under control in our own lives and dig up the hidden sin and take care of the hidden sin of the that the flesh is leading us to. It's dealing with the flesh we got to deal with the flesh. we got to work on our own flesh. Don't worry about other people's flesh. Work on our own flesh and we'll all be fixed. Amen. we got to work on our own flesh. I can't worry about everybody else. i got to get my own flesh under subjection. They could work on their own. We could do it together. Matthew 26, 41 says, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing to, but the flesh is weak. Now we might look at that and say, well, my flesh is really strong. Well, what he's saying is the flesh is always dragging its feet when it comes to praying. The flesh is always dragging its feet when it's time to come to the house of God. The flesh is always dragging its feet when it's time for me to, to take the word of God in my personal prayer time and my Bible reading time and read it and understand it and, and dig into it and get it into my heart and soul. It's overcoming the flesh. Amen. It, it, it's, it's watching and praying that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The sins of the flesh are dragging its feet trying to keep you from doing the work of God and living for God and flourishing in the spirit of God the way God wants us to. You know, even Paul dealt with the flesh, but he conquered it. (laughs) I read these scriptures and sometimes it's got my mind just going around in circles when I read it. But if I read it slow, I know that I can get it. What he's talking about is the flesh. Even Paul himself dealt with it. Romans chapter 7 verse 14 for we know that the law is spiritual but I am carnal sold under sin for that which I do I allow not for what I would for what I would that I do let me go back here (laughs) see I get confused for that which I do I allow not for what I would that do I not but what I hate that do I If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Sound like a conflict. Now, I, now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. For I delight in the law, after, the law of God after the inward man. God has called us to a place to surrender totally to him. The flesh is getting in the way. The flesh is hindering that flow of mighty revival and intentions of God for the church of the body of Christ around the world. And we're not exempted from here at Landmark because it's hindering us too. You know what sin does, the hidden sin? It keeps us from doing the things God wants us to do. We don't feel worthy to pray. We don't feel worthy to come to the house of God, lift our hands in worship and see a move of God like we want to see. We don't feel worthy to put our hands upon someone and pray for their healing and their deliverance and for them to be set free because we're bound by flesh. We're bound by flesh. Every individual must deal with your flesh. It keeps us from praying in the spirit It holds back our worship in the Spirit. It hinders our closeness with God. It kinks the flow of God in our lives. It's the flesh that leads us to sin. And then it becomes a hidden sin. 1 John 2, 15 through 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man... Love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. It's that flesh, that temptation of the flesh that gets us to the point where we begin to hide sin, and it affects everything about us. That is not God's intention for us to flee from the enemy, but to stand and fight the enemy. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. It's time for us to leave the desires of the flesh in the past under the blood. It's a constant fight. It's a constant battle. But God did not intend for you to run away from the enemy of the flesh, but to stand up to him and deal with it. Daily repenting. Repentance needs to be a friend to us. Huh. A repentance doesn't just mean, God, forgive me, and I go back and do the same thing. No, it's a fight. The flesh is a fight. The flesh is a fight for coming. Young people, you got to fight the flesh. Don't give in to the flesh. Don't just let the flesh have its way in your life. There's so many temptations in this world. Don't let it take you down. It's going to hinder your walk with God, a daily repentance, and bring it into control. What is your flesh desiring that's keeping you from God? What are you watching that affects your spirit and builds up your flesh? What what are you watching? If you're watching something that's Really building up your flesh, you need to get rid of it. You got to deal with the flesh. What, what are you doing in your life that's hindering you and hindering your walk with God and building up the flesh? What do what you? If, if, if you're doing something, you've got to fight it. Don't run away from that enemy. You got to face it head on, and I've got to overcome it. This flesh is going to destroy me. The wages of sin. Is death. It's going to bring temptation, and you're going to find yourself hiding the sin. You can't hide it from God, and you can't surely hide it from yourself. You've got to deal with it. God's talking about taking us to a new level. He's saying, prepare for it. Prepare for it. What are you listening to? Sometimes the music that people listen to is going to entice your flesh to do things that you don't normally want to do, but it will send you into a place with its spirit that just lulls you to sleep spiritually and you end up feeding the flesh. Amen. What are your thoughts captivated with? What are your thoughts on? Is it on God or is it on the flesh? It is on Something else that is not of God, whatever it is. I mean, there, there's so much lustful desires in our world today. The world is constantly advertising, feed the flesh, feed the flesh with with lustful desires and pornography and, and thoughts and desires of sin. You, you, there's so much you could find in this world that feeds the flesh. You could find it online to feed the flesh, but yet, if you run from the enemy, it's It's gonna destroy you. But God is calling us to another level. He's saying to us, it's time to get into that place where we are dealing with ourselves. I'm gonna be honest with you, God. We got to get to that point. I gotta be honest with God and say to him, God, here's my sin. I keep digging it up and I'm putting it under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because I desire. I desire in God, I move of his spirit that he intends for this church and he intends for the church of this world, amen. The church, the body of Christ around the world, he wants a worldwide revival. He wants souls to be brought into this church and continually be filled with the Holy Ghost. We have a building here that is made for the revival God wants us to have and we're not living up to its intentions. God's intention, but God is saying, I got it here for you, Sister Juwan. It's here for us, and it's going to happen quickly as we deal with the flesh. Amen. As we deal with the flesh. Amen. Oh, we've, we've got to, if there's things in your life or technology in your life that's hindering your life, you need to get it under control. You need to put it in its place and you need to get control over it and turn to God and let God have its way, his way. Release unto God. You're going to be amazed, church. You're going to be amazed. Achan, he just buried it in his house, in his tent, right in the, it didn't say on the edge of his tent. It was right in the midst. You can read it in the scripture. It's in the midst of his tent. Buried it under several things. The garments of the Babylonians and the silver, he buried it there. He was disobeying God and it was hindering his life and it was hindering the the body of Israel. But as we collectively as a body of Christ deal with the flesh, each one of us individually, we know what we need to do. We know what we need to put in order. We know what we need to deal with. We, need to, we know what we have to fight with. But God has placed this with a burden in my heart that we've got to go to higher heights and deeper depths in the Lord. And it's dependent a big part on our flesh. our flesh amen amen the world makes it so easy to fulfill your flesh and they get exactly what they advertise everything advertised makes it so much easier more comfortable with the flesh pleasing the flesh this is not the answer to our lives it is not the answer to our lives to feed the flesh with what the world gives us. We can be in the world, but not of the world. (laughs) God is calling us. He is calling us. He's calling us. There is absolutely no reason for us to turn and run from our enemy because of our flesh. But for the church to be strong. I tell you what, God wants. I said it just a little bit ago. But what God wants for Landmark and for His body of Christ in this world is to turn this world upside right. He wants us to turn it upright. It's turned upside down because of sin. To turn it upright. There's warriors here in this church. There's warriors hungry for God. And we've, we've came this far and we've, we've seen God do some miraculous things. But God has taken us to the next level. And oh, the view at that next level is going to be glorious. Where God's glory is poured out. God doesn't want us to run from our enemy because the flesh is holding us back. He wants us to stand up and conquer this flesh so we could see the move of God that he wants to see. I'd like for us to stand. In John 1 and 14, I think it's interesting. I know the scripture in this chapter, of course, talks about God in flesh, at the beginning it talks about the word, word made flesh and dwelt among us. In this scripture here talks about God's spirit in fleshly form. But in John 1 and 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the, his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I believe a big part of this scripture right here stands out to me is the Lord put his spirit in flesh to let us know we can overcome flesh, we can overcome flesh and Jesus was God in flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the beheld his glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The world needs to see the glory of God beyond the flesh in our life. The flesh can hold back the world from seeing God in us. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong. God's calling us to prepare for that next level by getting our flesh under subjection so that the world that we reach out to can see His glory flowing through our lives and not our flesh. That's the power of holiness in God. That God is calling us to that place where we are a light, a city set on a hill, a lamp that has lit up a light unto this world that shines forth. The world is tired of seeing the same old things, flesh, and trying to find the things that are going to deliver them from their struggles of life. No, what they're looking for is something new and fresh, and that is the glory of God in our lives, in our lives. We need to fulfill that potential of God. Even Paul said it as he began to talk about these miraculous, supernatural things. I knew him such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which is not lawful for man to utter. This is not someone that's feeding the flesh. This is someone that is feeding the spirit of God and has overcome the flesh. Church, you are a vibrant force. In this world, every last one of us here are a vibrant force in this end time revival and God has brought us to this place for such a time as this. I'm looking forward to the day that you win souls and they're praying in these altars and you're excited because God has given you a soul to reach. God's taken us to a new level. He's got it all planned out, but it's, some things we've got to do. There's some things we've got to deal with. There's things that we've got to put in order. Some things we don't need to allow to feed our flesh because it leads to sin. There's some things we've got to get victory over. And we've got to overcome and conquer the flesh because one of the greatest battles of our lives is the flesh. That carnal nature. The flesh. We're just being open here today, but it's a time for us to cry out to God, here's my hidden sin. I give it to you. It's just between you and God. I give it to you, God, and I surrender it to you, God. Forgive me and give me strength to overcome the battle of that fleshly, carnal nature in Jesus' name. God's calling. He's calling us to a deeper level. He's calling us to a higher level. He's calling us to places in him that only those that could enter in, not with flesh, but through the spirit, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. This can't be done through feeding the sins of the flesh, but through feeding the spirit of God in our lives. I'm calling this church to a place of surrender and repentance. I'm calling this church today to a place where we make a commitment to conquer our flesh, but we're not going back. We're going forward in God. I call this church today, if you'll come, if you're willing to lay down your flesh at this altar today, every one of us, together, we need to do it all together. God's calling us to a higher level and a deeper depth in him. We've got to find him today. Let's pour it out to God. Let's repent here today. In Jesus' name, here's my hidden sin. It's just between you and God. I give it to you, God. God. I can't stay here.